You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. What is poppin', Ben? I'm it feels so like glad a force to be already. sitting here hosting this show with you today. I can. It seems like you're really trying. I can feel how hard you're trying. You're like you're like reading. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. Actually, this is really funny because we used to do our gaming channel for the for a very long period of time. Yeah. We were playing. I think it was either like Rocket League or Mario Kart or, or Smash. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. And pretty much what we did the entire time was like sit down and we would play the game while answering like questions, questions that people had. Yeah. And as we would go through each ep- or as we started each episode, you would always just like off the cuff, like do the intro that was always kind of long. Like, do you think you could still do it? Like the randomly chosen cards and characters? Oh man. Hello and welcome everyone to Super Carlin Gaming Mario Kart Roulette where Ben and I are trying to three star every course of randomly chosen cards and characters. Goodness gracious. The fact that you can remember it this <laughs> long later into the future. Just I'm, the muscle memories there. I'm I'm in awe. Like, yeah. I think, I, I mean, we've made now 60 episodes of Popcorn Culture and I still feel much more comfortable reading my intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's just like I want to nail it, you know, like I want to make sure that it's like the same, that it's right. Yeah. Although today I actually felt like I was like, you know, it's kind of like your inflection can really go up, down, all around and stuff. It totally can. There's a lot of like little subtleties involved with, with sort of, you know. How you get after it? I so think to I speak. got the the Smash Brothers one wrong a lot because it was like the Super Carlin Gaming Super Smash Brothers something something something. There was a lot of like S's in yes, a row, yes. like on purpose, right? But right. it was hard to remember exactly the order I did it in every time. But you're totally right about inflection. Um, like I remember, or what when like when we're recording videos, so often the way I will like deliver a line. Is if like I will say the question I'm asking in my head, like, what does this mean? But then I will just use that in like I will translate that inflection and just sub all the words out. Okay. So to be like, what was Woody doing? You know, or like, so like you, you, I understand what you're saying. Like it's, it's like you're, you sort of made it into a question in the way that you said it rather than. Exactly. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Like that's how I'm deciding how to say the words is like, how would it sound if I was just asking the question? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I just, yeah, just move the words around. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to it. A lot of good inflection today in particular starting off. I was like, I got my inflection down. 
You know, it's like any any given day you're saying the same words, but you can say them differently. I felt inflected. You felt good. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Hopefully everybody at home also it was felt inflectious. In- Hopefully everybody. <laughs> inflectious. Man, you, your voice is so inflectious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We should. That feels like it should be like the pops catchphrase. Like like as people tell their friends, like you should listen to it. It's inflectious. Yeah. You like, know, like you won't be able to stop. It's like once you start listening to just like how. Like how how these guys go about having a conversation about just old times and such. Yeah, you'll need more. Yeah, it's just it's very it's inflectious. It's inflectious. There's no other word for it. It's my new favorite word. It's my <laughs> new favorite word. Well done. Well done. Oh, thank Man, you. So going back to you, I did. I feel like there's something I desperately have like wanted to talk about and it, it make it slightly real. Ooh. Just just a smidgen. Wow. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how real it gets. But there was. Do you do you remember Ben's rules to life? Oh man, we're talking about supercalling gaming. We're talking about supercalling yeah, gaming. Yeah, I yes, do remember. Yes. Like yeah, back uh, several years ago, it, you had developed like a certain like these are things I Ben can count upon. They they were to like, be true and judge different situations. Yes, yes, they were. They were like they were sort of like these general thoughts and guidelines and like observations that like I I feel like for whatever reason one somehow some way I I was in like a very pivotal like period of time in my life as well I had like been in a very long-term relationship and I was in the process of like starting a new long-term relationship Mm -hmm. with Alice who is now of course my wife and so I feel like it, it was sort of this like really like odd space right in which i feel like i started like very almost aggressively observing the world it's like i think it's probably pretty common that it's you're you're in a space where you're you're really starting to just be completely on your own yeah and as a result like a lot of your go-to touchstones have maybe like become you like walked away from a lot of them and you need to like reestablish what are my touch like what are the things i know to be true what can i count on what do i believe how do i proceed and i think that's exactly what was what was happening like to to be clear like before i get too far into like this explanation i would say that they are guidelines that like i almost cringe like hearing myself yeah, how having have they aged Ben. I, I don't know. I don't think they've aged well in general. <laughs> I don't even think they aged well at the time. And I think that there were plenty of people who let me know that like they were, they were kind of like the, this wasn't your best take, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, like the, these things that you came back with. And I think that with anything, there's an enormous amount of like life experience that that happens and different people experience different things at different points in their lives. Yes. This, and, this is exactly I, I like where this conversation is going because this is exactly how like um, like the, the things that people were calling you on. It's like maybe it's because they had lived a different experience. But to you, your experience led you to these conclusions. Like, yeah. you weren't like arriving here lightly. It's like you'd observe, like you said, aggressively. And as a result, like this is what made sense to you it, yes. based on the evidence presented. It, it seemed like it seemed like these things that that were at least somewhat reliable, like constants and and, and such. Um, and it's interesting, too, because I feel like there was there was like an experience that I felt like I go through that I went through personally that I also uh, started like observing in others as as they were going through a very similar period of time in their life, which was going through college and the belief that you are really dang smart Uh yeah like i don't know if you had this at all but like going into 
like college classrooms where like academia was happening and like, you know, you were in regular contact with people who's, you know, like had doctor before their name and and that, right. that sort of thing. Like it felt like the the hot take that I had on everything was almost always taught to me by like a professor or someone who like I I just trusted their knowledge so inherently. And right. it was kind of like it's like, oh, you don't understand because you're out there in the regular world. But I'm in college right now and I'm learning like, you know, the knowledge. The, yes. The the stuff, the things, the things. And I so I feel like especially coming out of uh, especially coming out of college, like even like my viewpoints on like politics and stuff like that had been like wildly skewed by the experience that I had like just had. Yeah. And I think that I was like laying claim or like making, you know, like things that I was like, Oh no, this is the way of the world. This is yes. This is, I know exactly the feeling. Cause I think everyone goes through this, especially like once you get into like the, the end of undergrad where you're like really into a lot of your majors classes yeah. and you're really starting to like learn the way of a profession. Yep. And like that comes with it a lot of like know how. And it's like growing up, you're like, I don't, you know, I don't know how these things work or how the things fit together. But all of a sudden it's like, someone's just telling you the secrets. Right. And you're like, I get it. I, and you feel so informed and like, Oh <laughs> uh, man, the former me did not know. And neither do you. Exactly. Exactly. I know now. I know now. Yeah. I, I know the real stuff. I know yeah. the answers. Right. And and so I feel like I look back on that period of time and it was, I would say, especially relevant for me in some ways, because th- as I graduated college in 2012 is when we were starting the YouTube channel, the Super Carlin Brothers. And during that period of time, I was like forced into a situation by by way of our project um not not forced by anyone it was my choice but like forced in the way of like i needed to come up with something to say uh either three times a week or twice a week enough to make a video about it right and so the bar for how well i needed to be informed on a particular topic got lowered drastically to the point of do i know this topic just well enough to discuss it in a way that i can end this three to four minute video with a question to the people who were tuned in. Right. You know, it was like, I need to be able to discuss it enough to be like, Hey, here's something people talk about, right? Yeah. Here are my thoughts on it. Okay, go let's discuss. Right. Uh, and I think that during that period of time, there would be plenty of examples of things where I was, I was attempting to make a point where now I feel like if I were to look back on it, I'd be like, you weren't really qualified to start that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like half the time, I don't even feel qualified to talk about the things that we still talk about on the channel today because I'm like, do I even know Pixar's soul well enough? Like, have (laughs) I fully comprehended everything it's trying to say yet? Um, That's okay. You just, you know, it is what we do. Yeah, I, I, I give myself enough grace to the tune of like, I can discuss it because, you know, there's there's that. Right. But so one of the things in particular, going back to Ben's rules to yeah. life. Yeah. What were some which, of these rules? Well, it's interesting because I, I was not planning on talking about this today. I didn't even like write it down in our show notes or anything like that. But it's been this like thing that's sort of been like existing in the back of my mind mm-hmm. um, where one one of my rules in particular was talking about tattoos and okay so i think that the the original rule was that like basically in order to like qualify you know have like met the necessary prerequisites mm-hmm. to get a tattoo was having like accomplished something so major right in which like you have like you have now earned like this mark right you know of of permanence that you have placed on yourself right like tattoos are only for like 
are only to be earned, are not to just be decorative. Yes. Are not to be just self-expression. Exactly. Right. Yes. 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 It's like, I think that's exactly it. Like in my mind, and I, I, I mean, you've heard me talk about this on the pot before. Like I desperately want tattoos, but like nothing means enough to me like right. to do it to the point where I, well, and not that things don't mean a lot to me. It's just that I think that I have like my brain likes to flip through whatever is super important to me and it is constantly changing. Yeah. Uh, whereas I almost would argue that like, I think you could, you could get like a pokeball tattooed on you mm-hmm. or like you know your favorite pokemon scyther for sure. example mm-hmm. and i feel like that is something that has been true since you were like eight <laughs> and you know it's like it's like 24 years later still just as true can i tell you a funny coincidence that occurred with that particular thing please do i will i will my first email address ever ever was scyther123 at Hotmail.com. 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 <laughs> I know. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely outstanding. Sixth, sixth grade me. Um, but what's great about what is fantastic about the email address, Scyther123 at Hotmail.com, yeah. is that I chose the numbers 123, complete random, just like 123. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They go in order. They go in order. Exactly. But guess what? Plot twist. By complete coincidence, did not realize it. Scyther's Pokedex number is 123. It is not. It is. And I like found out after the fact, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. I totally figured it out. I was like, look what I landed on. Oh my gosh. Like anyone, anyone looking at this would just assume I knew, but uh, they, I didn't. They would assume you knew. Yeah. That's like, so we, 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 I mean, we talk about the name of the wind constantly, but yeah. I- inside of the world of the name of the wind, there is this concept of having a knack mm-hmm. for something. And it, like the main character, Quoth, has a knack for naming like so he can name something and almost like if like you had walked up to him and said, give me a nickname like he would just say your name. Right. And it would be like that's literally like he would guess Jonathan. Right. And it would be like he wouldn't even be guessing. He would just be naming you and it would just be the case that it is right. also your given name anyway. Right. Um, this is an unconfirmed theory that this is his knack, but it sure. almost definitely is. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Everybody should read Name of the Wind. Everyone should um, read Name of the Wind. But I, I almost feel like you had like a little bit of a knack situation going on there. Maybe like I you did. accidented into a one in one hundred and fifty chance of that being the case. Yeah. So that's pretty remarkable. I was pretty. Yeah, it was exciting. Of course, the email address is long since gone. So here's my question for you then. Scyther123 yeah. at Hotmail.com. Right. I, this is me writing you an email right mm, now. Yeah. Um, would you get a tattoo of Scyther on your person? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Scyther is a really aggressive looking Pokemon. Um, and you're a very aggressive looking person. That's what people say about me all the I know. time. Uh, like, literally, like, you'll walk away from conversations and people are like, that guy is aggressive. They're like, he may as well have swords for arms. May Man. as well. May as well. Yeah, Scyther is not like, first of all, not like the easiest Pokemon to draw at all. He's like a giant praying mantis with swords for arms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Scythes for arms as the name so clearly suggests right right right. i get it i get it yep i don't know it's like it's not like a real it's like um like if you imagine pikachu it's very simple you know it's just like it's basically just like an oval a yellow oval with a lightning bolt tail 
and like two little dots. Isn't it remarkable though at, at how simple it is and yet how iconic it is at right, the same like, time? Yeah, also like the most recognizable character on the planet, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah next to maybe like Mickey Mouse. Right. Both mice. Both by interesting. The way. Look at that. What's yeah. That? What's what? going on there? Weird. Weird. I don't know. What is it about mice that makes them so popular? I have no idea. I have no idea. But so yeah, Scythe there would be um there's I don't know. That it would it would be Hard to find, I think, just the right pose that I would want for such a thing. A Pokeball, I could, I could maybe see, maybe. Here's a question I've for a you. Lot of Pokemon because, like, fandoms, and and I'm I'm leading it a little bit because I think that this is information I know about you, but I, I kind of want to like get there. Mm-hmm. So, like, what we do is we talk about fandoms. Yeah. So specifically, like the the big ones we discuss are Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Marvel, and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Correct. And so, like, despite the fact that those are the really, really big ones that we discuss. My understanding of you is that Pokemon is your favorite. Um, it, it, so right now it's sort of like in a backseat zone. I haven't done much Pokemon stuff recently. The most, I would say the forefront of it at the moment is, um, the card game of all things. Interesting. But so, but you were not wrong that I do love Pokemon quite a bit and I have played just so much of it. Um, and I've got Pokemon that I have like brought with me through like generations at this point. Right, right, you know, right, right. Like yep. I have a, I have a wheezing in my sword and shield game that I have brought with me from like my diamond and pearl game. And it was the first Pokemon I ever like fully EV trained and stuff. Amazing. I know. Amazing. Stuff. And it was like, and it's the, wheezing. It was wheezing. I know. So that's why wheezing surprisingly is like way up the charts on like my favorites list. Interesting. Yeah. That seems like a hot take. A hot take. Yeah. Wheezing. What? No. Any, it's never, it's not, ne- uh, if if any of the original 150, they have all become so ubiquitous, like to pop culture, right? That that any of them are fair game, sure. At this point, where it's like if your favorite is something from like Gen Four that debuted there, and it's not a starter, it's like okay, okay. You know? right, if you say so, like you better have a pretty good story or have been like six when the game came out. But sure, 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 sure. But, so uh, yeah, Weezing's up there. It's interesting though, guys. Continue to find new favorites from the original 150 even later in life. But no, that is interesting yeah. to me. That is interesting. But well, okay, so here's a question for you then, yeah. right? So uh, you have an artist that you found once upon a time. So and you've played through uh, on again on the gaming channel, which apparently is what we're talking about today. Uh, <laughs> you've done this challenge called the Nuzlocke Challenge, oh, which yes. is like self-imposed rules where yeah. effectively like it's it's like hardcore mode, but the game itself is not actually requiring this to be the case. You just do it and it's like an honor system thing. Yeah, if you haven't if you don't know what a Nuzlocke is, basically it's you're playing Pokemon, but anytime something faints, it's considered dead. So you have to like release it or you know, box it permanently. So it's like yeah, like something can die one time ever and one then time. that's it. That's it. Can't Hard get stop. knocked out ever. Or it's gone forever. And you might think, no big deal, just go catch another one. But no, the other half of it is that you can only catch one the first Pokemon you run into in any new area. Okay. So, like, if you walk into Route 1, you can catch one Pokemon. And it has to be the literal first thing you run into. Got it's it. not like, oh, I ran into a Pidgey first, but I didn't catch it. So, I'll catch the next. P- I'm allowed to catch a Pidgey. It's like, no. The first, the that first one is so, it. So can you throw more than one Pokeball or just one? No, you can throw more than one. Okay, okay. So the, just, okay. But if like, if you knock that Pidgey out, too bad. Root one, dead. You don't get anything. Don't get anything for root one now. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and there's a million variations you can put on this, but those are the two core rules. Got it. Okay. So I bring it up because after each Nuzlocke run, you have a, an artist that you found who you've uh, previously commissioned 
to do like a drawn lineup. Yes, I have. Of of like each of the characters that made it through. Yeah, Megan Tennant. She's great. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So we have like we have like a whole wall here at the office that is like covered with each of your Nuzlocke lineups. Yeah, which is really cool. It is really fun. Cool. And, they, and they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. So like my question would be, is there is there a level of success that a Nuzlocke squad could have that would qualify for tattoo oh, for a tattoo like like what would happen if you did a nuzlocke that was so wildly successful that like every single episode had like a million views that would be amazing right that'd right, be amazing right. like so i like, what, what i'm getting at here is like we talk about fandoms yeah but you still have like the sacred fandom that like is not even like part of like our key lineup right it's, it's like, like pokemon it's, it's pokemon yeah. so like what happens if that like rises to the top and you could like quite literally be making we already have a remarkably amazing life for what it's worth. But like if you could quite literally be like making your entire living just on Pokemon, just on Pokemon, uh, your favorite thing. It would be it would be really cool for sure. I would love that. And like would would then like a particular lineup be good enough for a tattoo? Would it be? Yeah. OK, so yeah. interestingly, I would say that certain Pokemon would probably qualify more for tattoo status than Scyther. Okay. Because interestingly, having done like, I think uh, six Nuzlocke, yeah, six Nuzlocke now, there have been several Pokemon that have risen to the risen to the top. And that's sort of the point of the Nuzlocke is to like discover new Pokemon. Like, cause, cause you're so limited by what you're going to use. You almost always end up with new stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and I do love that because I know that back in the day when I played Pokemon, I so had my favorites Yeah, that it was always like every single run was like, I picked the same starter. I picked the same Eevee evolution. I picked the same whatever. Right. So like every single time you're going through the game for me, I was effectively playing the same game and just sort of like letting it roll through Right. Over and I over just and enjoyed over beating it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. I, and of course, there's no wrong way to play Pokemon. If you want to do that over and over, great. If you want to pick brand new stuff all the time, also great. But so what's interesting is that, yeah, you'd be, you'd think Scyther as my pre-established, long time, obvious, never going to change favorite Pokemon would be like the channel mascot or something for my large, for our largely Pokemon themed gaming channel. Sure. Yeah. Like, why wasn't that the case right out of the gate? Right. But over time, the Pokemon that have like risen up as like the stars of the Nuzlocke are the ones that have like really stuck around and just, and it's so unpredictable, which makes it so fun. I'll, I have three in particular that are just like the ones that stand out in my memory as like, these are amazing and I love them. And I would say one of them has like semi become like the, the channel mascot and I never could have predicted it ever, ever, ever. And that is the shiny version of Dustox. Okay. Which is it's not even the prettier looking version of Dustox. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't know what a shiny is in Pokemon, like whenever you have a wild encounter without any sort of modifier or anything, you've got about a one in eight thousand chance of running into a uh, shiny version, which is just a different color. It's so of, it's yeah, it's like the it's like with with Pokemon cards even or any cards for that matter. It's yeah. like the holographic. I guess yeah, it's kind of like the holographic. So some of them. Are like Bulbasaur, regular Bulbasaur looks green. Shiny Bulbasaur looks like lighter green, and it's oh, really boring. But okay. like Charizard looks is an orange dragon, but shiny Charizard, he's like a black dragon. It's Whoa. awesome. Um, so most people, if you play if you played the originals, you know that like the 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 most iconic one is the red Gyarados because it's like 
part of the campaign and you were forced to catch it. Sure. So almost everyone gets that one. Um, but, but going through the Nuzlocke, like I said, I always play with what I call as the shiny claws, which is where if you run into a shiny, you're allowed to catch it no matter what. Because, oh, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, we run into a shiny. This is just a rare occurrence. And yet, I think I've caught mm, three, I've caught four shiny Pokemon playing the Nuzlocke, okay. which is out outrageous one of them was the the red gyarados but the other three completely random wow so out of of six with a one in eight thousand chance i guess anytime you run into a pokemon which is not which is quite a few per run yeah but that that still feels like the odds are in your favor it is unbelievable how many times it has happened i've gotten a graveler a dust socks and a mill tank the mill tank is hands down the rarest thing i will ever run into ever 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 wow the the particular patch of grass i caught my shiny mill tank in there is a one percent chance that you'll run into a mill tank at all in that grass and i ran into I hit like the lottery twice. I hit like the one in 8,000 on the 1% roll. Holy cow. Yeah, and it's shiny milk. Like, unbe- unbelievable. You, and that that is another one of the ones that stands out to me is the dust ox, the mill tank, and then I have a, a scrafty. Oh, a scrafty. Yeah, but the, the dust ox story was weird because dust ox is a terrible Pokemon. Okay. Like really bad. And you'd expect it to die off at some point throughout the run. <laughs> of course. And yet somehow. My shiny Dustox makes it through the entire game, and I am, like, dragging it along. It's not doing much fighting. I'm effective, Effectively, I've got, like, five Pokemon, and I'm like, everyone in the comments is telling me, just, dude, you got to get rid of Siru. <laughs> like, sure. <he's, laughs> like, not helping. I'm like, I will never. <laughs> I would never bench Siru. Are you crazy? At one point, I had two Dustox on the team. But, um... I got to the very final battle against like the champion Cynthia of that run. And she sends out her, I think it was her Garchomp, which is like her ace signature Pokemon. It's like the hardest Pokemon in the game. And I'm like, and I had to send out Siru and Siru got one single attack off and it was flash. (laughs) And what flash does is lower the opponent's accuracy. And Siru did quickly die after the flash. But, But Garchomp then proceeded to miss a critical attack later that would have uh, ended me and it did not so it had this like glorious ending it's like one moment what a way to go out yeah what a way to go out it was amazing so i always iconic iconic shiny dust docks also a bug type it's like i was really there (laughs) it's like you yeah can you can you imagine i can imagine yeah my shiny mill tank fell before the end of the game sadly that was the most disheartening thing but Anyway, these things happen. But these so you happen. like they've maybe qualified. For they've Patrick maybe C- qualified. Wow. As like these are the these are the really cool ones that I have the best stories about. That would be so funny because I feel like then other Pokemon fans would be like, what an eclectic selection oh yeah of of like random pokemon you have tattooed on your person yeah forever Uh, exactly and the shiny miltank is great because the regular miltank is like a pink it looks like a dairy cow you know and it's like a pink cow shiny one blue cow whoa even better even better (laughs) i don't know pink's pretty cool to begin with so Uh, so okay i'll have to to see some pictures i'll have to see some pictures it sounds like the makings for a fantastic half sleeve though is what uh i'm getting at yeah yeah Mm -hmm. jay you could pull it off so Hard. Yeah, you just want me to get a cow tattoo is what's happening. Well uh, this is uh this is my cow and this is my moth. <laughs> <laughs> They're really legendary cow creatures. Cow and moth. 
<laughs> cow and moth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting though. I think it's interesting, especially with you, who is someone who I would never expect to actually end up getting a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to discover like what would, what would meet those qualifications what for would, you? What would meet it? Yeah. Those yeah. would, those would be, those would be fun ones anyway. Okay. Okay. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so circle back to my original, my original line of thought here. Yeah. My original line. Ben's, rules for life. Ben's rules for life. It was, there's like this thing that I, I have like regularly been feeling guilt about because I finally experienced something last year mm-hmm. that like made it so abundantly clear how wrong I was. Oh. And I feel like that was something, it's, it's like kind of emotional actually, but not even actually, definitely emotional. Yeah. But like the example that I remember giving, like while we're sitting there playing video games was talking about like pregnancy and talking about Mm. like how like people getting like their their child's name like tattooed on them or whatever because they like had made it through pregnancy and i was like that doesn't qualify like nature is on your side like if no matter what you're going to eventually like Mm -hmm. have that baby yeah and so it's like how you feel about that take terrible (laughs) like terrible terrible awful and it's like i feel like it's like i want to go back and take that video down okay because i feel so bad about it and we can probably find it it's like a i think it's a mario kart video okay it's it's yeah and i think we know the title of the video which was ben's rules to life okay yeah (laughs) so in the past year alice and i had two miscarriages which was obviously extraordinarily heavy and difficult to go through and it was like it's it's like kind of like a funny thing like where i i very intentionally after it happened like knew that i eventually wanted to talk about it like Mm -hmm. on the pop because it was something that was like i know this isn't something that gets discussed super regularly right like maybe like open forum and it can maybe be like a little bit taboo maybe to discuss but so going back to you know like that rules to life and stuff it was like i think that my complete and utter fundamental misunderstanding about just how difficult and complicated all pregnancies can be yeah it it was just like it's like jarring how little i knew it's yeah pregnancy is crazy and what's what's absolutely crazy to me because like i have like so many friends who have kids now right is that you you would think yeah get pregnant have kid right there you go but like not one single not like not one single person's just story of like giving birth is what you might consider like the what you would expect like no one's is the same story even though the same thing is happening right it's like no it is not (laughs) yes i know yeah yeah. and that's yeah you're exactly right like almost every single like kind of story can exist like there are postpartum stories there Mm -hmm. are miscarriage stories there are like complications there's nicu babies like you know, it's any which way you go or or even on the flip end of that, like referring to like pregnancy in general, just the, the difficulty of getting in that position to begin with. Right. You know, so it's like it's been really, really interesting kind of having gone through it now myself and then having like these stories and talking about it with friends. And then, of course, hearing their stories, which some of which I had never heard before, you know, anyway, because like yeah. I said before, it's not necessarily the first thing you might bring up in discussion so anyway i mean i know that that's like sort of a a a real big step into like a kind of territory that we don't typically discuss here on the pop right which is usually rather uplifting hopefully (laughs) but i this is it's been something that's like i know that i like said these words 
out loud at some point in time. And it's so interesting to me now to imagine what it would have, what it would be like to be a fan of me and then watch that episode and hear those words. Right. And like how disappointing it could actually be. Well, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying and I will, you know, defend you from yourself a little. Thanks. And just thanks. say that, you know, I, people are like constantly like growing and changing like who you are, you know, today doesn't even necessarily reflect who you were yesterday. Definitely not, you know, five years from now or five years ago or however long ago said video was made. Sure. You know, like every, I mean, you're just such a different person. You've had so many different experiences in even over the course of a year, over the course of a decade, to think that like your beliefs haven't changed or your opinions haven't changed or that you need to be held accountable for something you said like five years ago as an uninformed, you know, 20 whatever, four year old. Sure, 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 sure. You know, that's, it, you know, I don't I don't know if you need to continue to punish yourself for it, um, but it's certainly still good that you have reflected upon it and grown from it. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, I, I think that the I think probably more than anything is that if I wasn't if I wasn't creating, you know, like content for the Internet specifically, then I mean, this could have been a hot take that I had with a handful of friends out to dinner one night over a beer. Like, let, let, let me lay out my rules to life for you guys. Tell me what you think. <clears throat> you know, and I think if that was the case, it probably could have even just been like a completely passing thought. Right. You know, like where it was like, like if you were to ask me, like, have I ever said something that did not age well? It's like, absolutely. I have. Yeah. Like thousands of times mm-hmm. I, I have been misinformed. I have misunderstood, yeah. you know, had like the wrong, you know, like wrong perspective on something. But what's interesting about it is that it stuck with me specifically because it was something that was like then out there. And then there was also like the moment for reflection yeah. after the fact. Well, it's, you are someone I think who is more introspective than almost anyone else I know, which is not like a, not, not like to a fault or anything. Sure. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. So what I think is good is that you are able to reflect upon it. And like it, you're right though. The problem that I think a lot of people face is that, you know, you said something on the internet, right? You know, like, so it's out there. You said it, someone can point to it and be like, look, you said this. Yes. And something yes. I feel like that, it's so hard for like if you like tweet something or you put like your opinion out there, it's like as if you have set in stone something right that all of a sudden you now like I said it, I gotta stand by that forever. And it's just that that attitude I think permeates a lot of just like unnecessary stubbornness and like unwillingness to grow yeah. sometimes. And it's like just look, it I think it's okay. I think um I wish more people, probably even myself included, could like admit that admit to themselves that it's okay to be wrong and that you were wrong. Sure. And like, that's okay. That's, it's so okay. Right. Like, and the problem I'd say on the other side of that is that even if you do, sometimes the, the issue is that people will like treat, treat your hypocrisy in the moment as like a crime. Oh, sure. You know, like, no, wow, what a hypocrite. This guy. Remember when you said that? I know, oh, I know. And this is like, people, you know what? Hypocrisy is not the world's greatest crime. Sure, it, sure. If, if at all. It's like, because people be like, why don't you think this? And it's like, okay, I thought about it. You're right. And it's like, well, I'm still mad at you because you used to think that. And it's like, it's like, well, what's well, the but, point but, in but trying like, to change someone's but like, mind? I agree with you now. And it's like, d- unforgivable. You didn't come to the conclusion at first. 
right, like, right, right. Yeah. If you're if you're unwilling to be uh, like happy that you've changed someone's mind or changed their perspective on something, then you've you've lost sight of your own cause. And what you're doing at that point is some version of needing to be right more than anything else. Right. And, and it's like I think that that's uh, it. There is a, a kind of caution I would advise in situations like that where it's like really trying to assess why you're trying to communicate with people to to get them to change their mind or mm-hmm. what your communication about difference of opinion is really sourced from mm. like is your like and we, we've talked about this before and i think that probably the the current climate of the world is why it's such a prevalent topic but it's almost like you know is is your goal to change someone's mind or is your goal to be right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's It's a dicey one. It is. It's a dicey one. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Ben, I feel like I need to introduce something right now. Okay, introduce it. I think I need to introduce the element of surprise. Whoa! Yes. I didn't even see it coming. I know. No one ever does. No one sees the element of surprise coming. So you you have perhaps noticed. Uh, you've asked me over the past couple of weeks a couple of times, like, what are you working on? I'd be like, secret project. Can't tell you. Well, yeah. I can tell you now, Ben. What I is can it? tell you. It's all, it's all completed. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. All right. Let me make sure I've got this right here. I'm uh, I am out. like terrified right no, now. No, no, no. You're be being so to... secretive. No, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so fun. All right. So, so you will recall in high school, we played a game where we printed out stickers of the Green Mallard Association logo. I remember it. And yeah, we fondly. stuck it all over the school. All over we the school. We talked about it. On the pop. Yep. Me and you and John, we would just, and people were like, what on earth is going on? What's up with the ducks? What is with the ducks? Well, Ben, Ben, I present to you this game like 2.0 because I have had our good graphic design buddy, uh, Vaishan, mock up an official Green Mallet Association logo. What? And stickers. And I have had them printed already. You've, you, they have already been, as you, you're holding them. I'm so holding them see. right this second. Yes. Do you, can you describe for the people what you're It's so holding? perfect. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's so grown up from <laughs> what was originally, I'm pretty sure, created on, on Microsoft Paint. Yes. Yes. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah, have yeah, any yeah. Photoshop back in No Photoshop. So <laughs> no. now we have, we have ourselves uh, a small, it looks like one inch medallion. One and a half. One and a half inch. Okay. Okay. Yep. And it has a green mallard on it. Sure does. With the words around it, Green Mallard Association. That's right. Right? It's like it's like it's ready to be stuck places. It is ready to be stuck places, and that is exactly the point, Ben. We're gonna that we're gonna exactly stick it places. Point. We're gonna stick it places, but also everyone listening has the opportunity to join the game. To stick it places? We have we I we are expanding the game. From outside of Cave Spring High School, where we are notable alumni one day, maybe. <laughs> On Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the day will come. The day will come. We can get into that because we have taken steps in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> we sure have. We sure have. The day will come. But I have already arranged this with our um, store, supercarlinbrothers.store. You have not. With DFTBA. And as of this podcast going live, these are now available so people can people can purchase their own green mallard association their own GMA stickers and begin the game on a international scale. This stick- is the best news ever. <laughs>
Oh, I'm so glad. Oh my so god, glad. I'm so excited. Yes. So, this is like, what an incredible surprise. It's so fun. It's so fun. So, yeah, they come in packs of 10. So you can, you have, you don't need to worry about wasting them. You can put them in as many places as you want. But here's the game. Okay. It's to see who amongst the little kernels can put a sticker in the coolest place. So you have to take a picture of where you put the sticker. You gotta put the, you gotta stick the sticker. Stick the sticker. Take a picture. Take a picture. Yeah. Send it. I don't know. We needed like a hashtag or like a, a landing zone for it. I think just hashtag Green Mallard Association. Hashtag Green Mallard Association with you and your sticker. And I don't I feel like we need some sort of like like golden duck trophy or something for we like. We need a golden duck trophy. Right? There's right? nothing. There, Jay, I know nothing about the world. I've admitted it openly in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I do know that we need a golden duck trophy. We need a golden duck trophy. So, okay. So someone who sends, if I'm getting this right, yeah. people can buy their own stickers yeah. online, which are amazing. And they can stick them somewhere and then they can take a picture with their sticker or of their sticker, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. use the hashtag. And then we will pick just at times the best one there is yeah. and make a golden mallard trophy yeah that goes to them that goes to them oh right exactly is there a greater honor to than to receive the golden mallard the golden mallard i don't i mean ben maybe not a higher honor on this on the pop i think that in addition to us sending one mm-hmm. i think that you know how the stanley cup works I do. There's just the one. There's the one Stanley Cup. There's the the one Stanley Cup. So like contrary to like the Super Bowl, like you win the Super Bowl, there are there's a new trophy every year. Yeah. So like like in Bill Belichick's office for the New England Patriots, probably not in his office, but somewhere in the organization, there's a case of like multiple like we've won the Super Bowl. But probably just like garbage cans full of them at this point. Probably, you know, but the the thing is, (laughs) another one. There is only the one Stanley Cup. So like if you win the Stanley Cup for hockey, then you get to have the cup for the year until yeah. another team wins it. And then it gets to go and live at their organization. Right. So nobody out there has like a trophy case full of Stanley cups, plural. Right. Okay. So I think in addition to the, the gold mallards that go out into the world, we here at SCBHQ need, we need the Stanley duck. We need the, <laughs> the Stanley duck. Yeah. We need the Stanley duck. We need the sta- so, and that's what it's named. It's, the, it cannot be changed. The, we need the Stanley duck. So, now, the way it wor- the Stanley Cup works is that the next winning team gets, like, their name added around yes, it, right? Yes, exactly. So so the idea in my mind would be that the the little colonel around the world who best placed a sticker within a parameter of time will get their own that they get to keep, of course. Right. Uh, because I think it's important, you know, that they have that. But for here at their- uh, Pop HQ. Pop HQ. Yeah. We have one that lives forever <clears throat> with their name. We have the the Stanley Duck. The Stanley Duck. That has all of the... Does that mean that the duck pictured on the sticker, which I've been trying to take off for a, a second now. Oh, no. Um, does that mean that we can nickname this duck on the sticker Stanley? Uh, we sure can. Because yeah. I quite like the name Stanley. Do you? I do. I do. For one, holes. Stanley Yelnats. Oh, yeah. I thought that was basically the greatest thing ever. Uh, to, wow, you did it so fast. I just got it right off. Uh, for yeah. two, I, in college, had a, a small space fan that I'm pretty sure is typically used uh, for, like, cleaning up floods and such, yeah. you know, in your home. But I nicknamed him Stanley the Family. Ah. And anybody who came into my room was always like, is that Stanley? And I was like, that's Stanley the Family. Stanley the Family. I still have Stanley the Family to this day. So. All right. You know, there we go. I officially have go. Stanley the Duck 
on my on person. Your person. Jay, I could not be more excited about this idea. This is the best idea we've had yet. I'm so excited for it because I, I just love the idea that people are out there. And because like the whole the whole fun of the game in high school was just like the like the chaos of it. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, yeah. The, like the genuine confusion you could see on people's faces. I would go into like I went into English class one day and like there was a the I'd put a duck on the desk and I was like just you know admiring it. Yeah, well, no, no, of course, my, yeah. And our teacher walks around and she's like, "I do you know what these are?" I just I keep seeing them everywhere. I'm like, "Me too." I, I have no idea. <laughs> Feign ignorance. I have no idea. <laughs> not one bit at all. I I too am uninformed I, on the duck I, thing. I I'm not the culprit. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's it's because the the first rule of Duck Club is you don't talk about Duck Club exactly. <laughs> except, except you, you except you do except and use the hashtag Green Mallard Association, Association so that we know that you've done it. So okay, my mind immediately goes to like when we're on ski lifts, you know, like going up the side of the mm-hmm. mountain. There are always like the poles that you go by right. because the ski lifts don't just float yet. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but the good thing about the lack of technology for floating so far is that the poles themselves are great for stickers. They are great for stickers. And sometimes people put stickers, you know, like they'll reach out and they'll put it on the pole. Yeah. So we'll do that. Oh, yeah. Like that's a good example of like where to place Stanley the Duck. Look, there's no there's no wrong place to put Stanley the Duck. There is no wrong place. All. Yeah. I mean, you can put them put them around your school, put them on your laptops, put them wherever where just you just want people to be like, what is this? What's going on? What's going on? Exactly. You want to you want like you want to cause like mayhem. Yeah. Not, sort I mean, of. Not like not like mayhem. Man. I just want to be like, what is the green malice over here? It's like, what, what is this? like what it is needs this? to be what like this. It needs to be ubiquitous with utter confusion because people will look it up maybe and they'll be like a green malice. There's nothing there. Nothing to find. So maybe that's part of it is that we, ne- we never like short of this podcast. Like, of if you podcast. came here, you you have now found the origin story. Congratulations. But well done. This is the greatness is that even if people look it up, all they're going to find is people posting more of the stickers on Twitter or wherever. Twitter. On Reddit. Instagram. And they'll be like, is this what do they do? We put stickers places. <laughs> we put stickers places. <laughs> that is their quest. So, Ben, where do you sounds like like the coolest place uh, someone could get? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I assume people will outsmart us in coolness and coolness and co- like places to put. But I don't know. I mean, like this is the thing. Like there are like when we go to Holden Beach in yeah. North Carolina, like there is a restaurant that we like to go to called Provisions. Yeah. And inside of Provisions, there are a bunch of license plates yeah. that people have like tacked onto the walls. Right. And one of those license plates is my old license plate Hey-oh. and it says aquarium on it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, to me, it's like the, like those are like the, like that's like prime real estate. Like, yeah. Like certainly anywhere that there's already stickers start there, start there. That's, that's a good spot. But here's the thing you want it. You want to find a spot where it's going to like last. Yes. You want it to be like, to like be there, but also be like, no one's going to take the sticker down. Right. But like, cool spot like i think yes yeah i, I agree i agree with yeah. that yeah and I, I feel like there was like a box in the cafeteria in cave spring high school that was like a bit too high that like nobody could ever reach up there to get it mm-hmm. we had one there yeah you know that and that was a good one because it yeah. lived for like it's years like, and yeah it's these are i mean i'll tell you they're not like enormous stickers so they could just be innocuous they could be innocuous just, but you know but we'll know we'll, we'll definitely all, know. we we the little colonels here on the pop will all you know we'll be able to check 
It would be so fun if you like encountered a wild one. It would be. If you're like, wait a minute. That's maybe that's the other thing too, is if you find one if you somewhere, find one. it's like, especially, oh. I wonder if there's like anything that we can do. Like maybe, maybe like if you, if you find one, like hashtag found duck, you know? Ooh. Or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like something like, like some way <clears throat> to indicate like, like I'm still part of the game. I didn't place this one. But someone else did, and right. I found it, and I'm here now. And look, I, I see it. So I like that idea too. I like that idea too. I, I feel like it, it's important to it's important to mandate no vandalism. No, va- yeah, we're yeah, not encouraging yeah. like vandalism of any kind here. Right, it's right. Just like a, it's like it's creating like a like a real world Easter egg hunt, if you will, duck, Ex- duck egg hunt, maybe duck egg hunt. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Everybody knows that Easter eggs are in fact duck eggs, and <laughs> duck eggs are meant to be hidden places. That's right. <laughs> So it's, it all comes together. It's full circle. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, yeah, like hard to reach places is another good one. And yeah. especially if you can get a photo of one in a hard to reach place. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a that's a particularly cool one. Right. I'm trying to think of like other uh, other like fantastic ideas. And I'm, this is not necessarily like related, but it could be depending on like how likely people are to be like window washers for the Empire State Building or something. Yeah. But like, OK, one day we were flying our drone you know, here in Roanoke yeah. and we were flying it over the tallest building in the area, which is this like one particular tower. And I remember we were like hovering above the needle up on top, which my mom, that's what made me think of this. I was like, man, it'd be so cool if there was one on that needle, like <laughs> what could be better? Although how do you get there? We're going to need a very particular kind of drone right. with like an arm that can like reach out and be like, a sticker place an arm. Yeah. I wonder if they've made that yet. But anyway, I remember we were hovering over top of this building, looking down at like the, like this, I think it's a lightning needle on top. I don't know. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the needles on tops of buildings are so they don't get electrocuted by, by lightning or maybe specifically so that it does get electrocuted by lightning. It really has never been clear to me. Yeah. Like are you attracting the <laughs> lightning. Are you attracting it or deterring it? It's one or the I other. Think it's both. Maybe it could be both. Yeah. Um, it's like hit this point. So you don't hit other points. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. Or maybe it's just for like airplanes or something. You know, there's, there's like a little like blinking light. Anyway, we're over top of this needle and we're looking down at it and like on our screen, we're like, man, it's a little blurry. It's kind of weird. It's supposed to be 4k. Yeah. And it's like, could just be a bad feed. No big deal. Yeah. Right. So I remember we're recording, you know, whatever. We bring our chip back. We put it into our computer. We're looking at this exact shot because we're like, what a cool shot. And what does it turn out to be? But bees. Bees. There's like literally bees living inside of the top of this needle. Yeah. Like they were not happy about the drone being there. It didn't look like it didn't. I mean, it's interesting because it makes like such a high, like such high a buzz. buzzing yeah. noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they were probably like, you know, hey, get out of our waters. Yeah. And, uh. But now, now I'm like really curious because like, what if they had like a beehive inside of the needle, and so it's like full of honey, and then it got struck by lightning? What happens to honey when struck by lightning, or is it immune to lightning? It could be. <laughs> I have no idea what happens to fried honey. <laughs> what happens to honey when struck by lightning? That's Science. a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you think have wondered that? Tons. Tons. Everybody wonders, Jay. Yeah. Someone needs to. Yeah. Someone needs to. So anyway, point of the point of the story is, uh, well, one of two, two points, really. One is someone please explain to me the point of the needle. Two, can we get a sticker on one? Can we get a sticker on a skyscraper or on a needle? On a needle. On a needle. On a needle. Yeah. You know, because like that would be neat. And then especially if there was like a picture of the sticker on the needle. So like if you've got like a job that like allows you to like go to high places, mm-hmm. this is the game for you. Like you mean the high places like like you mean like 
skyscrapers. I mean skyscrapers or airplanes. Airplanes. Or hot air balloons. What about like like mount, what about like mountain peaks? Oh, mountain peaks would also be great because a lot of times on mountain peaks, if you get to the very, very tip top, yeah. there is not a lightning rod, but instead there is a sign that says like, hey, congratulations, you made it to the top of Mount Everest. Right. Like elevation, and then it'll have like a number carved into it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the elevation of Mount Everest right offhand. But no, me neither. I think it's a lot. 27,000 feet. Mm. I'm, that's a guess. Sounds cool. Um, But it would be really cool if there was one there. You know, people are like, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not Mount Everest. I was not expecting Stanley the Duck. What? Let me take a selfie. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So anyway, I'm excited to see what happens. I am also excited. So these are available right now at Super Carlin Brothers. These are Brothers. available store. right now at Super Carlin Brothers. Dot store. Yeah. For, you can buy them in packs of 10. Packs so of 10. you can get... Uh, Get sticking. Get sticking. And then again, yeah, be sure to use the hashtag Green Mallard Association. Or if you find one, hashtag found duck. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. That was a genuine surprise. Well, I yeah. did not know that yeah. you were doing this. <laughs> like, I, I remember there was one day that you had a box. I did. Yeah. And I was like, why are you being weird about this box, man? Like, I bring boxes into the office every single day. Can't look at that box. I'm never weird about the box. Yeah. And you're being real weird about nope. this box right nope. now. And nope. I have no idea why. Now you know. And actually, as you were getting ready to tell me, I, I was like, it's going to, he's going to make me like eat like something really spicy. You know, I thought it was going to be like a 10 gajillion simoleon pepper. Just on the fly. Guess what? It was going to be like, (laughs) surprise! (laughs) The element of surprise! Nobody expects the the red. Actually, fun story. The, um... I got these stick these stickers are printed, I think it's sticker mule. Okay. And when you order the stickers, inside the box is uh, a bottle of hot sauce. You're kidding me. And it's called like mule sauce or something. I don't know. Wait, so I correctly <clears throat> guessed something spice related, even though I didn't mean to. I Is guess it like a knack. So. Maybe it was a knack. Maybe, Maybe you have it's a, a knack for guessing spicy things. It's like I just know they're near. I just know. It's I don't nearby. know why or how, yeah. but I know they're near. So anyway, we have in our possession this tiny little stack of stickers. Um, inside the box was the other stickers we had ordered, and it has since been sent off to um, the warehouse. So that they can be distributed out to the the worldwide. Yes. And uh, the hot sauce went with the stickers. So. Oh, no. So we don't have the hot sauce sauce anymore. But someone has the hot sauce. Someone has it or it's in transit or something. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm very excited about that as well. There we go. Okay. Okay. Man, well, this is great. This is great. Well, speaking of packages randomly arriving, I'm going to tangent hard. Uh, well, not even tangent that hard. It's almost in the exact same place. So lately, we've, we've been getting some stuff for our office. And it's because we moved offices again. There was like once again the need to get like a variety of new things. And then we're getting ready to have like our popcorn culture like visual set. So we like needed like a new camera, new lights and like all this other stuff. And so the new office, for whatever reason, we like can't accept packages here. So I've been delivering them all to my house. Right. And I've been ordering stuff over the past like couple of months. Yeah. And uh, some of these things are like made to order. So like it just takes time. But this past weekend, I had every single thing arrive. Perfect storm. A- at my house. Yeah. Like I kid you not. Over Saturday and Sunday, I had 37 packages oh delivered to my, my house. Gosh. So you And it was like stuff you ordered Three months ago, two weeks ago, three days ago, all decided this was the day. This was the day. Yeah. All at once. All, all at, once. at once. I have one of those like ring doorbells. Mm, yeah. And I like you could see 
the frustration on the delivery people's faces. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. I am certain they all hate me. UPS, FedEx, USPS. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. DHL. <laughs> if, you, if you were a delivery person, you were like, this Ben Carlin guy needs to stuff it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like someone get him to stop ordering things. Um, so anyway, I got to show up today with a, a myriad of new boxes. Excellent. I know. It was my entire truck was like it was uh, fit to burst. You don't know. We live on the or our office is situated several floors up and there's no elevator. So we got to we had to we had to huck it. We had to huck those boxes up here and we've slowly been unboxing them all day. I was man, we were we were so close to like cardboard zero here at the office. Well, cardboard zero is always the goal. It's always the goal. Right. Yeah. Well, I have the same problem in my house. It's like it's and this is like one of those tasks that's like specifically <clears throat> allocated to me. Yeah. It's like one of the things I'm supposed to do, like one of my duties yeah. is breaking down the cardboard boxes and putting them in the recycling. Yeah. And it's like I do it every single week. Yeah. And it never ends. It and never I always ends. think it's going to. I'm like, this is going to be the last thing I need for a right. long time. Like, I ordered a bunch of stuff, which is why it's a lot this week. Right. But, but certainly I'll be on top of it. And move it. Oh, my God. It's back. It's back. The cardboard mountain. I know. As it were. Ugh. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a lot. In other news, we have an item in our office now that might be my new favorite item that we've that we've ever purchased. Oh, speaking of fun orders. Speaking of fun yeah. orders. Speaking of fun orders. It's a sword. It- I'm yeah, I'm looking right at it. You are I, looking right at it. It's like, I can't even tell you. Like, it's not even the first time we bought a sword, miraculously enough. Like, we have the sword of Gryffindor. We do. Um, from from Harry Potter, of course, which we've previously taken apart from its like mantle that it comes on and used to, like shab- uh, saber a champagne bottle. Yeah, which it did in fact work. It did after a try or two. After a try or two in a little bit of uh, breaking. Yeah. So <laughs> if if you ever see us holding the sword of Gryffindor in like one of our videos and we're like holding the handle in a very particular way, it's because it's broken. Um, <laughs> but so I was really excited about that. But recently we ordered uh, Quoth Sword from The Name of the Wind. Right. Which, yeah, I don't know if I brought that up yet. Again, this episode, you know. Yeah, everyone should read The Name of the Wind. Everyone should read The Name of the Wind. Yeah. But it is like the like child me is so excited that it finally happened. Like it is so absurdly cool looking and I'm so like proud of myself for reaching a place in life that I can have this sword, which I will say like the sword of Gryffindor is like a paper cutter. It's like a, it's like a stiff piece of metal. Yeah. The sword quote sword is like a sword. Like it's re uh, it's sharp. I mean, if you poked someone with it, they would bleed. They would maybe need. if you like slashed someone with it, it might just leave like a blunt bruise or something. I'm not sure it would totally break skin. It might break skin. It, Jay. it might. I uh, wouldn't test it. I wouldn't test I'm it. I'm certainly never going to test it at all, but it is hands down a really cool looking sword on our wall right now. And it's like, do you remember? I'm sure you do. Uh, like it, I agree. Like it fulfills like a very like, like childhood dream to own a sword yes <laughs> like there's always that like feeling like man like you know you go to the store when you're a kid and some like you know how many fake plastic swords did you play with for an hour until they got like a, a bend in them and then it was oh, just like gone the bend no good i know it no would be fake plastic swords or like wrapping paper tubes yeah wrapping paper tubes good until uh, they creased i know and no then you're good. done and then like i remember in high school there's always every every um teenage male listener knows about that um kiosk at the mall that has all the for some reason has like samurai swords and like throwing stars and stuff yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's like man you walk past it and you're like 
I know this is all really stupid. I'm not supposed to think. I'm not like not, not supposed to be interested. But like, man, I want, I want those, it's like stars. are those Wolverine claws? Yeah, like, are those Wolverine claws <laughs> inside of that glass case? Like, I don't yeah. know what I would do with them. Yeah, at all. Right. But I know that I need I know them. That I would need. I, mm. This is okay. For real though, when I was a little kid, there was. Um, Boys Life magazine. Yeah. It was like the magazine that I think went out for like the Boy Scouts of America or yeah. something. And it, I mean, it had like a variety of like not tying tips and like random, you know, I don't know, little stories and stuff like that in it, like the Eagle Scout projects or whatever. Yeah. But in the back of it, they had like a little catalog. Yeah, they did. And inside of that catalog was this like selection of like eight like knives that you could buy yeah. that were like, I mean, I don't even know why any, I, I actually don't know the functional purpose of just about any of them. Like, but they were just like, I, I thought they were the coolest things ever. Uh, just, and it was like, it was like, how am I going to save up eight bucks? Right. Like I need $8 to get mm-hmm. this buck knife. Right. Like <laughs> gotta have it. Gotta have it. Which now looking back on it feels like maybe kind of a good deal. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Eight bucks for a buck. Eight bucks for a buck knife. Seems like it probably wasn't a very good knife. It probably wasn't, but the picture looked awesome. Right. Also, I'm pretty sure in Aladdin and the 40 Thieves, or mm-hmm. is it Aladdin and the King of Thieves? What is the name of the third Aladdin, Aladdin movie? Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't he get a dagger in that? It's like a pretty jagged dagger. A pretty jagged dagger? Yeah, it's okay. got like a curved blade back and forth, I think. Does it have a curved blade? Now I'm trying to remember uh, uh, the dagger that I'm thinking of. Maybe. Hang on. I'm, tra- I'm going to pull it up while I'm talking to you. You know, one of the guys in that movie, like the main villain, he's got like sort of Wolverine claws, if I recall. He does indeed. Mm-hmm. He does indeed. There you go. Okay. This is the dagger that I'm imagining. It has like oh, the, okay. Never mind. Like King Midas's hand on it. Right. Or something. But like the dagger itself. Kasim's dagger. That's Kasim, what it's called. That's his dad. Yeah, that's the king dad. of thieves. Oh my gosh! I have to tell you that I was so. I mean, this is this is the real inspiration for wanting that buck knife is Kasim's dagger. Wow! It's like I needed it. <laughs> it was. I was like, and again, I had no yeah, like nothing no to do with it. it. Yeah, not like nothing at all. And I remember, at, like again as a kid, so I I was so excited about getting like my first ever pocket knife. Once upon a time, yeah. And same thing. I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. I just know I I knew I like wanted it wanted it and so i remember i was like really 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 determined to like whittle you yeah. know like i didn't know like carve car- wood i didn't know like carve things into other things <laughs> <laughs> and um i for whatever reason i got really like transfixed specifically with carving soap oh, okay like that was like because i think it was like so much softer so like it wasn't hard to whittle where okay. it was like wood i don't remember you carving a lot of soap oh i carved a ton of soap Did you? <laughs> tons of it i do not remember what yeah. were you carving it into almost nothing at all <laughs> yeah in a uh, smaller bars of soap <laughs> in a small like i mean it was like i drilled a hole in it uh. you know like <laughs> um but like i remember i would go out and like sit on these like wood steps in our backyard they were like big railroad ties like but there were steps oh yeah, yeah that yeah. went down and i remember i'd like sit out there and i think that there was like these moments like you would witness in like movies or shows or things like where somebody was able to like sit down and like carve something into something meaningful and i'm i'm pretty sure that i just thought that if you went and sat in the exact same position that like you would end up with like a perfectly carved horse or something <laughs> like, like, like i'll just it's just gonna happen right like i don't I, need to know anything about sculpture or art or 
horses or right. I'm not, I'm not attempting to actually do anything but I'm sure by the time I'm done I will have a perfect right. horse inside of this soap <laughs> is a horse and I'm just shaping it I'm just getting there yeah, I'm just getting there and it, it, most of the time when I was carving was like the hotel soaps oh, you know so oh, they were okay. like they're like these like little well, flat pads not even like not even like a good like solid bar of soap not even a good solid bar of soap but our, our uh, babysitter was our next door neighbor when we were growing up and I remember behind her uh like or sitting above her toilet mm-hmm. was like a, a whole basket full of these things yeah. and i would take them <laughs> you would take them <laughs> i have a story about the soaps too okay so also also next to the soap there was like a tissue box i remember the right. tissue box the yeah. tissue box was covered by a it was it was like a, i don't know a tissue box cover i guess is what you would call it but it was made of cloth yep and it looked like a house it did it i remember like, it it looked like a house and it had a it had a chimney yep a right? chimney a chimney uh part to it and like every day i would take one of the soaps and i would put it like down the <laughs> chimney <laughs> every day and that like this is this is the unbelievable part like i would put it out of sight you could not see it anymore <laughs> and every day i would come back the next day and the soap would be gone What? She was repairing the situation? She was noticing it every day and rectifying the situation every day. Oh my gosh. How? Man, it was like baffling to me. It was like, man, who is checking this? The level of diligence (laughs) involved. The level of diligence. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was was like, I'm going to soak the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Every day. day. (laughs) I I wonder the things that she was telling our mom. Like, it's like, I found another piece of soap in the chimney again. I don't know why they keep doing it. It's like, like literally those tissues, you probably need to change the box for like seven years. Like so few tissues. Were yeah. Being, right. Like gone through been using them. I mean, at that age, I didn't even know how to blow my nose. So yeah. <laughs> it would be another I certainly wasn't using the years. tissues. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, that is absolutely hilarious that mm-hmm. we remember so much about this particular toilet soap tissue box situation. <laughs> <laughs> it really left a mark on us. didn't it? Apparently. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, how about that? Yeah. How about that? Jay, I feel like we've done, we've we've delivered a, a, a hearty episode of well, ups, I ups and so. downs all around all today around. here on the pop. Yeah. <clears throat> As always, we need to give a special thank you to these patrons who support us over on Patreon, including Olivia Buckman, Caitlin Kamey, Jason McDaniel, Sarah Frederick, Andrea Guerin, Logan Liphart, Corey Evans, Cade, Peyton Smith, Josh Davies, and Sierra Vigil Trulio. Well, thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon. Yes, if you guys would also like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash popcornculture. We have three tiers, and each of those tiers is basically you casting your vote for who is the one true host of Popcorn Culture. They're Mm -hmm. all three the same thing. They all three get you the same things. But you can cast a code. You can cast a vote for, you know, Buzzy B, the Mm -hmm. one true host. or, Or for Jazzy J, the other host right now special guest or the or no host no one wants no which host. i mean like i can't even imagine what would happen but our our game plan if no host ever won would be to literally just open the episode with like that intro music and then just silence just for like silence. 10 seconds which i'm sure would just plummet oh, our like, our metrics happening? people would be like stop sharing this one like literally everyone turned off the show in the first 10 seconds <laughs> and it's like no worry we talked eventually just yeah. not immediately there was no host there was, was no host so it had to be quiet yeah 
And like we probably both be in like terrible moods that day. I'm yeah. sure, no uh, doubt, no doubt. Maybe most. maybe the day will come. I feel like it would require a considerable amount of organization amongst the colonels to uh, to really truly pull it off. It would. Probably. Anyway, guys, as always, thank you so much. Until next week, pop pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.